welcome back to Spirituality Untapped. I'm Melody. And I'm Michelle. Welcome, Solis. We want to thank you for being a part of the sisterhood. You guys are the reason we created this space. And if you're new, welcome. You've found your sanctuary. This is where we finally get to be our weirdest, expanded, most authentic selves together. Yes, you're now a part of this radical mission of finally healing your past, unlocking your purpose, and really truly living as your highest self. So Melody is going to come to see me in Seattle, and we're so excited. You sound so not excited. (laughs) Oh my God, tell me why literally my whole life people have told me that I sound sarcastic and fake, like always. You you sound a little sarcastic. It's like my voice. It's just my voice, but it's like my true feelings. It's, I get that. Not, like I sound way too serious for myself. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't make, I'm not, I really am not. Or they don't understand my sarcasm or I can't yeah. like send out sarcasm. I don't know. Can I like, I, I don't know what it is about my voice. I just, <laughs> sometimes I have moments like this. Okay. Okay. I was literally thinking about this in the car, you know, when you're in the car and you just like have these like little like internal sessions with yourself. <laughs> is that just yeah. me? <laughs> no, it gets worse when like the right song comes on, like it changes your mood. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then you like bad. get into your feels like straight up. Yeah. Okay. So like driving is my, like my little portal of like, I'm with me right now. And like, when you're driving, you can just like deal with your own shit. Yeah. So I was just like, why? I'm like, <laughs> damn, every hella thought I was fucking fake. I can't even tell you how many times people would call me fake in my lifetime. And in inside, I'm like, I feel like I'm the most sincere human being. But so my, these are my two, two interpretations about <laughs> it. Number one, I was either fucking nice, like beyond, like nicer than anybody that I've ever known in my entire life. And I was just like higher frequency than everyone, <laughs> than everyone else. And like, they were so not used to people being that nice that they just assumed it was fake. Okay. Probably. The story I like to tell myself. And then the other side is like, I was a fake bitch, probably. (laughs) Mine's the opposite. Mine is like, everyone thought I was that mean girl. Like I was evil to the core. Like I was mean, like I was part of the mean girls team. I'm like, I'm only mean if I don't know you because I like, honestly, I think at a young age, I just felt like, do you really have the right to deserve my sweetness? Because I already like deep down, I knew like, like honestly, deep down, I knew I was really naive. Like if you told me to jump off a bridge because whatever, I'm like, yeah, sure. Let me just go jump off the bridge. That was that nice. I would like literally like if you told me a dumb fact that was really, really dumb sounding to like the normal human being, I'd be like, oh my God, that's so amazing. They're like, I'm lying. Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm that gullible too. Great. Oh my God. Okay. If you were to just like psychoanalyze yourself, why do you think you were like that though? Because I'm a fucking people. I will. I'm a fucking people pleaser because I just want like, I want you to feel included. I want you to feel loved because I never felt that way. Oh my God. Hand no, like, up for I'm... the one time for all the people pleases in the house. Exactly. <laughs> like literally, oh my God. It it's so sad. No, yeah. I think like, I love that yours came out as like badassery. Like you were just like constantly testing people to see like, who could I trust? Who could I not? And then the other part of you was like, 
I'm game. Like I'm a risky person and it probably gave you attention. And I don't even know. Maybe, maybe that's part of it. Or I was just that dumb. I like, like it came down to the point where the people, like, I I really felt like I, I think I just let that need to be loved. Like, you know, cover my normal survival senses. And I'm just like, why? Yes. You need to be loved so much. And yeah, but now I I I mean, that's one hell of a way to get like the attention. I mean, we've obviously like healed through a lot of this for sure. Oh, for sure. But what about me? Why do you think people like, okay, people- You're intimidating. Like, bitch. No, you're intimidating. I've been told this. We had this conversation like the first episode. Oh, why? (laughs) Because we are- so this is that's what the I, thing. Okay, go. Have you, you asked go. Oliver? Have you asked like Oliver? Like, do you find me intimidating? Like when you guys first no. started dating? No, because he's fucking. We have the same personality, so I feel like he's just as like <laughs> fucking annoying. <laughs> no, I think we're just very like outward when we're super yeah. comfortable and like in our power. It's like easy easy for us to drop in. But mm-hmm. if you guys know me at all, like I was not always like this. Like I had like a whole phase where I like was not confident. So like listen to the other episodes when I talk about that but um it's annoying this is what's fucking annoying okay like when I'm (laughs) too confident and like in my power people think I'm like I'm maybe intimidating or like I'm being too much like all of those words start my favorite is bossy or bitchy I got bossy bitchy yeah yeah but like, it's always something in the realms of too much. And then when I'm like too quiet and not myself, like I feel like I'm dying inside because I'm not fully being myself. So like, fuck everyone else. You can't, again, people please everybody. And I, if I sound sarcastic and fake, I just need people to know <laughs> my words are real. <laughs> like I really am like trying to be as truthful as possible. But if you are not on board with that, you don't need to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Just oh. kidding. We need the listens. <laughs> Please listen to us. <laughs> Please subscribe and uh, rate and review. Just kidding. Okay. Anyways, hopefully people can actually relate to that, but yeah, it's just like a long time coming. I think after getting so much feedback from everyone around you about who you're not or who you are supposed to be, you just care less and less as you get older. So yeah, yes. that sounds about right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, you're just kind of like, what? You have that like that bitch what face on. And I'm just like, oh, I probably should have turned that off. Whatever. I know. I'm just oh, like too God. tired to deal. So yeah. Okay. So let's get into the today's episode. Yeah. Um, really quickly, just so you guys can start like really engaging with all of our content, working with mm-hmm. us on a smaller scale as you guys are getting your feet wet into working with Project 3H. And if you don't know, Project 3H stands for Project Head, Heart, Hand, because we all are about really ensuring your mindset is linked up with your heart set and how you feel about yourself. So you can ultimately be in service to other people. And on that journey, we need some fucking support. No one, whether they say they're self-made millionaires or I did this and bootstrapped this alone, it's bullshit because we all need help. We all need support at some given point and level, whether it's conscious or unconscious. And what we're here 
today to do is to offer you a couple resources and support. So check out project3h.com. All the good mm-hmm. stuff is on there. And we always suggest for you guys to uh, make sure to book a clarity call, which is $33.33. So, which is a master <laughs> number, take that as a sign. Um, yep. And what we do on those clarity calls is we really are able to dig into one major question that you're wanting to really get clarity on. Um, with life transitions, love, money, trying to figure out your purpose in life, pick one of those mm-hmm. spiritual growth topics and we'll help you with that. Sweet. Now for today's topic <laughs> and guys, this is, um, we're going to, you're going to hear us joke mm. a little bit here and there, but know that this is a serious topic, especially if you relate to this stuff. But today, Michelle and I are talking about body image and our health which yeah. is a very big part of who we are it, more so for some people like myself, <laughs> but it's a really wonderful topic to talk about. And I hope that this brings some clarity. Hopefully we, um, hopefully our tips and tricks will help you guys just because I know that a lot of people tend to have some negative connotations with body image and of course health. So let's get started. Wait, oh, question. and I want to just, um, <laughs> sorry, Mel. <laughs> and also, um, I want to just give a little trigger warning too, because I know for myself, I might cover some topics that feel a little, um, very, really intimate and can feel triggering to individuals that might've had disordered eating and things like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just personally going to share my story around those types of things. So just be mindful of that. And if that is a topic that you're unsure about, then this might not be the episode for you. But if you want to connect heart to heart about that, this definitely is. Yes, it is. All right, go for it. All righty. So let's just start with body image now. I think that's like kind of a good place to start because God, body is everywhere. Your your body image is everywhere. Social media, Mm. even at work, like everywhere you go, like there is a standard and the standard nowadays is kind of, I mean, it's not impossible to get, but it's very difficult to get there. And that's, of course, you got big titties, tiny waist, and a big ass. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kim Kardashian. I'm calling I you know. For that <laughs> yes. Like, how do you feel about today's society and how they put so much pressure on body image? Yeah, that's a great question. Ooh, what I do love about like, the day and age now, because even comparatively to like where we were, were 10 years ago, I will just give our culture credit on how much it's actually changed a lot. There is a lot of information and I'll, and I'll, obviously I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit and talk about both, but I just wanted to start off with the fact that there is a ton of really incredible information out mm-hmm. there about body positivity, trying to really like gain a different mindset around how you feel about your body. I feel like for me personally, if you really go out there, and you're, you're conscious of those tools and what you consume, you'll be able to attract information, tools, techniques, workouts, like, um, food regimens, all of those things that are actually super supportive for your body. If you're seeking them now, it took me a long time to get to a place where I'm consciously seeking the information that's right for me. So that's a journey Mm -hmm. within itself, but for the general accessibility to what's out there, I will agree with you. There is more pressure probably there than there ever has been in the history of like just beauty and health and fitness and what those standards actually are. 
Now with fitness and health, I feel like there's so many different topics that you can go around, but I'll just talk about the women's body and riff off of what you were saying. Mm. It is so hard, especially with filters and social media in particular. Oh yeah. Everything is curated. Everything Mm -hmm. is like all the blemishes are gone. There's like all of these different like artificial intelligence features and algorithms that can totally shift you in an instant. (laughs) And people are thinking like women can actually achieve this. That's what's fucked up about it. As you'll look at Kim Kardashian and whomever, right? And you look at them and they, you, you, people think it's possible, but you know how many, like, I don't know, millions, I guess, of dollars they've invested into their body, like the type of um, trainers that they have, not everybody could ever have access to those types of things. So right. it's super disheartening when we should be honoring and celebrating wrinkles and fat and what our bodies actually look like right now, because that's mm-hmm. the natural intelligence of who we are. Exactly. But yeah, I would love to hear your, your thoughts and insights on that too. Oh my God. I see your face and you're like, oh, hell no. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you have that beautiful body shape, like I, dude, I envy you. Like, I know that's not like, it doesn't sound right coming from a coach, but I do have, guys, I'm human. I do feel envious. Like I would love to have that rocking ass body where I can like strut my stuff and walk down any pathway. Like it's a runway. Like I would love that. But sometimes it's very hard for me just because of how I grew up. And I think my body is still trying to find like myself and my body are just trying to find that happy alignment to where I'm happy with myself and happy with my shape because we keep on forgetting guys, we're all built differently. (laughs) And And how do you feel about your body? Like right now today? Like, I love my butt. I, I love that. But my reasoning for the, the reason why I love my butt so much is I came <laughs> up with this really dumb reason, but it, I actually got shot in the butt with a BB gun. It did what? not hurt. So I was like, you know what? If I ever got shot in the ass, my Holy ass could shit. take it. Yo, you <laughs> so got I love buttons of steel, literally. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm all for it. But, you know, there are areas that I'm still a little self-conscious of just because I don't know how to dress my body and I don't really know how to do certain things because fashion and dressing myself weren't really big thing. You know, I was into pajama bottoms and sweaters when I went to college and that's all I wore. <laughs> so oh, hella you know? cozy. <laughs> exactly. And um, my upbringing was very stenciled, as you guys already know from our past episodes. Um, I grew up in a very traditional slash strict family. And they had ideal rules for male and ideal rules for females. And for a woman of Asian descent, my mother was used to seeing, you know, tiny petite girls that had clear, beautiful skin and long black hair. I had none of that. I had long black hair before I started dyeing it. And then I just had hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. But I mean, what was the question again? Should I just, I lost track of time. I honestly just wanted you to kind of start excavating like, one, you already answered, you love your ass, which is fire as fuck. Yeah. Like, let's go. Exactly. But I also <laughs> wanted you to kind of tell us the arc of like, where was your body? How did you feel like when you were like a child, a teenager and how you got uh, to like actually starting to love your body now? So I, as a kiddo, didn't really understand the human body. Like I really didn't. I think when yeah. I was, when I was a kid, I was okay with going naked outside. Yeah, I love I was, it. I was like, freedom. <laughs> of course, you know, your parents condemn you for being naked in front of the neighbors. 
Sorry, you know, I enjoyed being naked. You were just getting into that tribal essence. You know what I mean? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) But then then as we got, as I got older um, and as we moved to a different state, uh, Alaska's really cold, guys, as you all know. Fucking cold. (laughs) And we started, I just started learning how to cover up and bundle up because nine, like 90% of my life was covered in darkness and in snow, thanks to mother nature. And I kind of got accustomed to that. But I learned that my mother told me that being fat is a bad thing. No, no hate to my mom. She was just, she was just told that being big was not a good thing because it wasn't healthy for you. That was really what it came down to that it wasn't healthy and it wasn't normal because again, guys, my mom's from a third world country. All they've ever known is physical labor, eating what you can sell, uh, eating, eating what you can either grow, hunt or scavenge, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty much it. And Health-wise, I think they were pretty much behind the times because I, my mom, I think, no offense, sorry, mom, I'm kind of spilling your dishes, but um, I don't think she got her period until she was like 16, 17. Oh, I got bless. Yeah, I, right. But yeah. I didn't get mine. I got mine when I was 11. Okay. I feel like I was about that age too, like yeah, 11, tw- age, yeah, 11, I would 12. Say. Yeah. And it was so like, side note, was it not like, for me, it was very anticlimactic. Like, yeah, it was so, I thought it was, it was so bad. How did you, okay, let's talk about periods for two seconds when you got your first one and what happened. I, I was straight up yeah. like, um, shit. Like it, it was the same week that we were learning about health science in sixth grade. So we were learning yeah. about periods, body parts. We saw like a drawing of a penis and things like that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Like a week after that class, I'm like, why do I feel like I'm peeing in my pants? You know? Yeah. And like, I go to the bathroom. I'm like, son of a fucking bitch. And my teacher's like, are you okay? I'm like, can I go to the nurse? She's like, why? I'm like, I'm on my period. And she's like, oh my God. She was like so excited for me. I'm like, this is so exciting. That's amazing. I'm like, no, I need to go. Like, I'm like, can I go to the nurse? And then of course I go to the nurse and I'm like, I straight up asked the nurse. I'm like, can you make this stop? She's like, no, I can't, but I can give you something to make. I can give you something to help you. And I'm like, yeah, really? That's all you got? That's it? That's all? Oh my gosh. For me, it was like, I remember it was like just me and my sister. My mom worked a lot. So, and she worked swing shift. So she wasn't home in the evenings a lot of the time. Um, and so I was just like in the bathroom and I just saw a couple dots. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. And I was honestly, okay, this is something that I would do a lot when I was young to get like sympathy. And this is honestly probably why everyone thought I was a fake bitch, but (laughs) I would like, if something was like going on and I was like really happy about it, or like, I felt really chill and like, it's not the standard to be chill about it. Uh, Um, like, cause, (laughs) cause people are typically like freaking out about their periods. It's like, oh my God, painful. It's like a hassle, blah, blah, blah internally when I saw those couple dots I was like yo I'm a woman like I was like really excited about it and then when I went up to my sister I like put on this whole act and I was like oh my god like I like don't know what to do I'm like on my period but I feel like I did that looking back on it because I wanted attention like I wanted her to feel bad for me and be supportive and she's like change your underwear she's like that's what there's pads underneath the sink and like that was (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, Ugh, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, oh I gosh. feel like it should be my new perspective on it for sure. It's just like, I'm trying to honor my body more and more mm-hmm. and understanding more about cycles and like, God bless, like literally I keep saying that, but like, I really feel like there's 
a ton more information about cycles in the female body. Right. Even though we have centuries of only studying male bodies, I mm-hmm. we finally just now are starting to understand more about like every single um piece of anatomy when it comes to us and how it actually functions energetically for ourselves. Right. So because of that, I feel like now it's so important to one educate ourselves on all of our cycles, the follicular phase, the luteal phase, like what takes place, how your energy shifts within that time, tracking our periods and honestly being more mindful (laughs) about intuitively what's taking place. Because if there's anything that I want you to take away from this little segment of the conversation is how beautiful and wonderful it is that we are able to bleed every single month and I know what the narrative is it's a pain <laughs> in the fucking ass it's physically oh, painful yeah. you got all of the symptoms everyone there's like a lot of women out there that have issues with yeah. you know having like a regular flow or whatever the case is and I have so much respect for that I've had phases of that but mine's mm-hmm. fairly regular now but on a spiritual level yeah even if you guys know anything about ayahuasca and those types of ceremonies, something that I recently learned was that women, when they're on their period, actually can't even do ceremonies like that because they're so in their full power energetically and it, that it distracts the shaman and he can't facilitate the ceremony because a woman's so powerful in that moment on her period. So hopefully that Damn. gives you a little inclination, yeah, of <laughs> like our, the female body and how much we do. We give Mm -hmm. birth to every single fucking man or woman or whomever being on this planet, mother earth, like the ocean, it all has so much feminine energy that is Mm -hmm. full on creation energy. So every month or however often you have your period, try to like really frame yourself to saying like, this is such a beautiful thing that I get to do a shedding away of past identity and a rebirth of this next cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, that was my tangent for today. No, no, that, no that's a yeah. good tangent because honestly, I feel like a lot of girls really don't understand the power of their period. And I was definitely one of those young ladies because it hurt for me. Like according, like from my mom, I think her period was quite light, quite easy. And wow, again, yeah. it was just because that's how she grew up, what she ate. And of course, you know, she was actively active, unlike myself sometimes. But um, for me, I, I noticed that my we're gonna, uh, sorry for the guys, but this is probably important for you if you have a daughter or if you have a partner. Probably yeah, good thing all to know. All information is important that we share. All for information everybody. is important. Yeah. But for me um, and for a few other women that I've met in my life, our periods were extremely painful. Like it was literally like mm-hmm. having your uterus ripped out of your hoo ha over and over and over Ouch. again. And I mean, if, if you guys have had a pap smear, it's like that stupid metal little grippy thingy that goes inside and he like spreads you open. And then you're just like, yes, mm-hmm. men, this is what happens during a pap smear. I'm just, they stick stuff. Yeah. You'll, you'll okay. learn. Just, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, Google you know, it. yeah, Google it. <laughs> but it was so painful for me. And I was like, I was wondering why. And for me, I, when I did my healing journey, I learned that my periods are kind of a sign that my body and myself were always out of alignment and that mm-hmm. something was going on. So I was like, okay, what do I need to do to, to get myself on this better plane? And it was actually, I had an imbalance of minerals, vitamins, and certain things. So I started taking certain vitamins, like, and I'm not a doctor, but this is just what worked for me guys. So disclaimer, not a doctor, not a nutritionist, nothing, (laughs) just Melody. I'm just plain old. Um, Not just Melody. She's the Melody. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) 
But I started taking uh, sal palmetto, which is actually used to treat men's problems, but it actually works really well for women. Um, but it worked really well for me. And then I added, I ended up adding uh, sea moss, which is, I think it has like a, it has 98 minerals and vitamins that we need out of the 102 or 104. I don't know, but I started taking those and I've substantially noticed how different my, my periods are, how my whole entire body works. It's been absolutely amazing. Like it's not, I mean, it's painful, but I'm not like bleeding like Niagara falls. And how long did it take for you, for you to like start transitioning into like more steady periods and things like that? It was almost regulate your body. It was almost (gasps) instantaneous. Like mind you guys, I've had very aggressive periods as in I've had to change every hour and I had to double up on Mm. pads and tampons. And they were usually the super kind. Like I would always wear like the overnight pads because I was so afraid of bleeding through. And I've had several instances in my high school and college life where I've bled through so much. Uh, And I'm like surprised that we bleed as much as we do. Like we're literally an open wound walking, you know? And I'm just like, how is this normal? And the thing guys, if this is something that sounds very familiar to you, or if you're going through it, please, 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 please check yourself. That means that your body is going through something that you need to like manage or you're missing something like you're missing extra minerals, whatever you need to figure it out. Um, I don't know who your doctor is. I think you should talk to a girl doctor, no offense, but most of the male doctors that I've talked to, they're like, oh, you're fine. You're just bleeding. Yeah. 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 I know a lot of like little specializations in the medical field are run by men, even in for female issues or female health and all of that. That's a whole other topic. But I wanted to really thank you for sharing so openly because I'm sure there are women out there that are struggling or for men that have daughters that might be going through these types of things. But really, I want you to take away from what Melody said was to really pay attention. The mind-body connection is, I mean, nobody should be arguing it at this point. And our body signals to us anytime we're out of alignment. And just to give you kind of like a 101 on the mind-body connection, anytime you have something that's chronic, that's taking place. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is physical, of course, but that's because something has amassed over time that you may have been ignoring. And the number one cause of any cancerous um, issue, chronic illness, ailment starts from stress is literally the tiny, tiny mustard seed, if you will, of an issue. And then it turns into inflammation in the body. And then it starts to get more and more dense, which then can be, you know, what Melody might had, or it could be a tumor, or it can be a different cancer, something related to the throat. But when you start tracing back the origin of what may have happened, let's say I used to get tonsillitis a lot, but what I had found over time, the reason why I was having these issues with my throat was because I was so not in my power and expressing myself to the fullest. That's what it ended up connecting to after doing, you know, spiritual research, going on my own journey, you know, intuitively knowing other things, going to a doctor and having a culmination of all of this education to really understand, again, the origin story of where that had come from. So it's so important. Yes, there are professional advice out there, please pay attention to it and listen to it when it's appropriate for you. But I also want you to understand that you should be utilizing your own discernment and power of what's going on with your body first and ask those questions first, because at the end of the day, you are in total power. 
And I feel like that's super relevant, especially with everything that's been going on with COVID and us not having enough information out there to make your own decision. So be always remember to be in your power and, and make sure that you understand that that experience is super individuated. Um, but yeah, I wanted to start kind of leaning back into more of the body image stuff. And one of the places that we really get kind of those initial perceptions on our own body is with female figures in our lives. So my question to you is, do you remember how your mom perceived her own body or things that she said about body image? Honestly, she never really talked about her body too much. The only time that she would really talk about it is when I started to show and mind you guys, like again, my mom grew up in a place that didn't have a lot of additives to their food. And as you guys know, in America, we tend to have a little bit more hormones than we probably should. So at a very mm-hmm. young age, I was, I was blossoming. I started to, you know, get curves. I started to get breasts and it was really weird for my mom because mm-hmm. at 11 for her, you shouldn't be getting anything. Yeah. So she was like, what's going on? And, and my parents, again, grew up in a very super superstitious, I'm a little stitious about, um, things, but there, she's like, why are you growing up so quickly? Like, why, why are you looking like a woman that has children? Because the only times you ever got curves was when you got babies, you know? And I was yeah. like, mom, that's, that's fine. Every girl's like this at school. Like girls are, you know, yeah. are getting curves or getting breasts or getting whatever. It happens. And yeah. It happens. And it was just really shocking for my mom. And I think she found it very difficult to understand because it was just something she's never seen. She was literally asking you as the child, like what's yeah. going on? Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking you're about. You're like, like I'm this. just being a human. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I really was. And then, yeah. As I got older, she kept on asking, like, why are your tits so big? Why, why, why do you look like you just had children? And I'm like, I don't know, mom. I really don't. And at the time, like, we didn't have a lot of studies on, you know, the intake of hormones was doing to us. But I was like, I have no idea what's going on with my body, mom. And I think from that point on is where, like, I kind of thought I was odd because my mom, that's what I literally was going to say, like the way that it's approached. It's so delicate. One, you're so young and you're still developing your own perceptions of the world, your brain, your body clearly, but for a mother. And I, again, I'm not bullying your mother. Everyone Mm -hmm. is just trying to perceive and learn and use the resources they have. But the way that she approached you made you feel like your body was wrong. Yep. Yeah. There's an issue. I just had, oh my God, I just had like a freaking like alignment moment. Mind you guys, this Whoa, is what happened. Share it, share it. Yeah, I was like, is that why I don't know what my body is? So guys, if you don't know, I have major body dysmorphia, but I, I never really figured why. Like I always kind of blamed it on the fact that social media was always changing. That's very true. But even at a young age, I couldn't tell you what my body looked like. All I saw was a very large little girl. Like I look like an apple on a stick is basically what I still see to this very day. And like, but to my husband, I look beautiful. I'm like, thank you. But I don't see what you see. I just kind of like an, uh, an epiphic, is it, is the word epiphic, right? Whatever. I just had an epiphany epiphany, where my, I don't know what looks, I didn't, I don't know what looks right or what was wrong or if I had a wrong body. And I guess my body might be trying to figure itself out because like, because all I've ever, like, I, like, this is how I know when I was a kid, everyone was like, oh my God, I want to be like X, Y, and Z. Like in my 
like I love anime so I've always seen these very beautiful women that have very curvaceous bodies and I'm like I want a curvaceous body like that person but then I would see someone like there was a time where it was being tiny and petite I'm like I want a tiny petite body and my body started to you know adjust here and there and but I think along the way I just started getting mixed up because I'm learning that people have different preferences beauty is in the eye of the beholder so it can be anything and I'm like but what am I what is my body is it ugly is it pretty is it what like I think I, I don't know I never knew Whoa, what was so right too, or wrong. Hold on. Okay, we gotta Holy we gotta shit. dig into this. Right? <laughs> Hold oh, up. Shit. <laughs> so maybe, yeah. So there you had all of these different influences, right? In terms exactly. of like, okay, well, different, you know, friends or whatever were perceiving other bodies as like beautiful or not, and yours didn't necessarily match it, and maybe your friends didn't necessarily match right. different standards. Meanwhile, your mother is like what's Probably wrong with you genuinely curious like, yeah, like what's, what's going wrong? on why question mark is your body like this exactly. and so you were never once told that your body was beautiful beautiful nope or perfect as it was never. so you were constantly looking at these different images almost on like this search of like okay well what is what's what's perfect right and that t- attaches to your mom saying like why is your body this way and so yeah. you went on this infinite journey of trying to find this perfect body image, which then ties back to you feeling like, I honestly don't know. Like, I don't even know how to perceive my own body because exactly. my own mother didn't know how to perceive my body as like a beautiful, perfect vessel. Yeah. Vessel. Yeah. Human vessel. And I'm like, whoa, holy whoa. shit. I just got chills, dude. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. That's insane. So how, what's going on and what's the sensation in your body? I'm just like. I'm just, no fucking wonder. Yeah. yeah, no fucking wonder. But I'm also really happy that I have a strong body. And mind you guys, like yeah. there, eventually I will post a full body picture. But I got some strong legs. Like I can literally take my husband yes, down. Yes, babe. I got some yeah. thick ass legs. I will take you down with. If I learn how to kickbox, <laughs> I will take you down. And I'm just like, I love my body. Like my body was meant to defend me. And I'm yeah. just like, I love me. I love I my love butt that. and I love and boobs. <laughs> and, I, and I'm also understanding because you do love anime and all of those like beautiful, voluptuous, strong women. Yeah. You literally manifested the body that you appreciated the most. Yeah. That, Holy oh shit, my guys. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, well, oh I want to tell you that you are so beautiful inside and out. Thank and so like, you. really. You are very curvy. You have such a beautiful smile. You're so angelic and sweet. And I will say like, regardless of how you physically look or how you like look and feel as I perceive you on the inside, like you are so like, you can morph and change into whatever you want to be. You're changing your hair lately. You can like rock your little onesies. You're wearing a dress and like the photos that we took for the website, and that's, that's what I love. You didn't, that's like a very unique story actually. And I'm so, so happy that you shared it because I ha- did have negative body image issues. I had really positive ones, but mm. yours like was this really beautiful experience of exploration. And you ended up manifesting the exact body that you felt like yeah. was the most powerful. <laughs> so cool. Oh, damn. Well, thank you so much for helping me with that. Yes. Stick a fork in it. We're done, babe. Okay. Exactly. So- Surely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So any other topics that you want to share as we kind of like wrap up body image and maybe just some pieces of advice or things that you want to address right now? I definitely want to say like after that whole entire thing, like, holy crap, Um, really think about 
why you want your body to be a certain way? Is it because you actually genuinely want it? Or is it because you don't know? Like, I think you have to like do this whole entire, like you have to kind of self-engineer yourself to when you were a kiddo. And did you ever, you know, get told that your body's beautiful and perfect as it is, or were you being, or were you being questioned? Of questioned? Why is your, yeah. yeah. Why are you being questioned? But, um, guys take care of yourselves. Know that if you can walk healthily, run, do whatever you have a beautiful and perfect body, take care of it. Like, ugh, it's yeah. your temple guys. You get one body. Take care of your body guys. Come on. I can just see it. Okay. I have to say this because Melody has like that afterglow experience of like, I have this incredible insight and I like need to like be with it (laughs) right now. So if you guys have ever had those experience when you're working with a coach or like, you're just having a powerful conversation or whatever the case may be, you get that feeling of like something just locked into place. And I'm like, so glad I learned this piece of myself. Um, but hopefully one of you guys have experienced that too, with any of our podcasts, something that I kind of want to wrap up with as we're, you know, talking about body image is everyone's experience is so different. Mm -hmm. And like I was saying, I know I didn't share much of mine, but that's totally okay. And I'm happy to talk about health or body image and stuff like that in future episodes. But what I want you all to know is that what Melody just had gone through (laughs) on this call compared to like my own story is so is is one of the most I think important journeys that you can embark on because it doesn't matter if it's mindset or spirituality if you can like really get to know your physical vessel Mm -hmm. understand how it signals certain things to you understand like how you formed the way that you love your body or don't love your body it's such a powerful starting point because the results that you have are like really physical and tangible and you're in a physical world so if you are losing weight if you're trying to get stronger if you're trying to gain weight if you're trying to find results on like um trying to be a marathon runner it's all in real time Mm-hmm. The way what you can find with the map and the intelligence of your body is endless. So regardless of where you are on your spiritual journey, I think that's a really powerful place to start because when you start nurturing your body, that teaches you how to nurture your inner child. When you start strengthening your body, that teaches mm-hmm. you mental resilience. It connects to so many different parts of your personal development journey. Um, so if we were to give you any kind of tool, I think that's a really, really, really great place to start. Yes. Yeah. And we'll actually do a part two to this because yeah. I didn't think I was going to have a very uh, therapy moment here or coaching yeah, moment. Yeah, we were. I think that's a, it's, it's going to be powerful to do a part two. And I think yeah. I wanted to kind of wrap up the this episode with that like insight because I really hope that you guys can energetically feel what it's like like in real time witnessing right. melody right now on finding a piece of you that mm-hmm. has been separate for so long we fragment into all of these pieces on the course of our life whether that's because of abuse whether it's because of a big achievement we start to have these fragments that are floating back all around us in the <laughs> ether and when you refine something of yourself you all of a sudden feel a little bit more whole than you were before so i want to give a melody time to really marinate in what she found <laughs> out about herself and then yeah. we can do a part two that's a little bit more pointed on either health our health journeys body image what we think about ourselves now and have that be more of a catapult into deeper conversation around this Perfect. that sound good yeah cool. <laughs> thanks guys for joining us and remember yes. 
you guys are absolutely everything. Wait, hold on. Because, I'm having yeah. a moment. You're everything and anything you want to be. Okay. There you go. Well, there you go. There you go. I'm having a moment. Love it. All Call right, it. guys. We absolutely love Bye. you. Come back next time. We'll see you soon. Shit. Okay, cool. I love that.